It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figgs, and I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I've been pastoring this church uh, for almost 22 years, and what a privilege it has been and what a blessing it has been. But I'm with you today, ready to take your questions and prayer requests for the next hour. As you heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's to be live on the air. And that's really what this show is about. It's about answering your questions that perhaps have been brought up in your Bible study or perhaps in conversation with friends or coworkers. I want to be able to steer you through the Word of God as best I can to give you God's truth. Uh, to be able to encourage you, edify you um, when what God has to say. And also, there's a means for you to be able to text in your questions, and that number is 720-336-0897. And I would encourage you, if you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, to put that in your contacts. Um, and in your contacts, you just can pull up Calvary Live, and you can um, text in a question, and if we have time, as time permits, we'll answer those questions. Again, that number is 720-336-0897. But we'd love to hear from you, those of you who are listening on Grace FM, all along the Front Range, 101.7 in southern Colorado, Colorado Springs Fountain, down into parts of Pueblo. Uh, love to hear from you guys down there in that part of the state. And then also in northern Colorado, from Castle Rock on up into uh, Denver and Boulder and Fort Collins and Greeley and up in the southern Wyoming. Uh, give us a, a call as you're listening on 89.7. So glad that you can join us this afternoon. But also I want to welcome all the Hope FM listeners on the East Coast and Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey. And would love to hear from you guys. You guys can call in on this number as well, 303-690-3000, as we search the scriptures together. And it reminds me, as we study God's Word, as we hear God's Word being taught all day long on Grace FM and those of you on the East Coast on Hope FM, it's so important for us as Christians to be grounded in the Word of God, uh, to be uh, continuing to grow in the Word of God, because there's so many voices that are out there. And one of the things that does concern me is that uh, in some circles of uh, the church, there is a diminishing of the Word of God. And we were talking a little bit about this uh, on uh, a couple Sundays ago, I believe maybe even last Sunday, is that um, in the Old Testament time, uh, the Word of God was diminished, the, the law was diminished so much that they didn't have any copies of it. And Josiah, when he had ordered uh, Josiah being the grandson of Manasseh, who brought in idolatry and occultic practices to Judah, uh, that he ordered that the temple Josiah did, who was a good king, be cleaned up, and they found a copy of the law, and they read it, and uh, it just quickened his heart and pierced his heart. Uh, but there was a diminish of the Word of God, and I, I believe that perhaps uh, that is taking place today in the church where the Word of God is being fragmented to where only bits and pieces are being heard. 
and it needs to be a priority in our lives. So that's what my prayer is. As you listen to good Christian radio stations such as Grace FM, I thank you for your support of this radio station, those of you in Wyoming and Colorado, and even on the East Coast, Hope FM. Uh, what a blessing that we have to be able to to hear good Bible teaching all day long, and it, it's uh, very valuable. It reminds me of what David wrote in the Psalms uh, 3,000 years ago. He talked about the value of the Word of God, how important it was, and uh, how uh, it should be a priority. And he writes in Psalm 19, verse 7 through 11, that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and a honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. So David here, he's writing about uh, the Word of God. He says the law, the testimony, the statutes, the commandments, the judgments, that's all different terms that refer to the Word of God. And, and it is perfect. It, it makes us wise. Uh, it causes us to rejoice in heart because we hear the salvation and goodness and the love of Jesus Christ as we study the Word of God, the, the love of God, His provision, His promises given to us. Uh, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. We can trust what the Word of God has to say. And I hope that those of you who are listening today, that you always remember that the Word of God is true. And uh, it, it is something that we can stand on. It never changes, and it is absolute truth. And again, in some circles of Christianity, uh, that is being diminished so much. And the voices of the world and the philosophy of the world is is coming into the church, and we need to stand on what the Word of God has to say. So give me a call. I'd love to answer your questions. Again, that number is 303-690-3000. And let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about the Scriptures. I want to encourage you the best that I can in God's Word and to point you to what God's Word has to say and uh, for us to be able to do that together and not only bless you who are calling, but all the listeners all along uh, the Front Range in Colorado and out there on the East Coast, 303-690-3000. We have open lines. So how this works is grab one of those open lines early, and uh, you'll be able to get on the show, and we'll be able to uh, begin to see what the Lord has for us today. Again, there's a means for you to be able to text in, and there's a text question. Why don't we begin with that? That somebody writes in and says, uh, what does James mean when he writes, faith without works is dead? And that's a text that can be confusing to people because um, sometimes uh, we read that or uh, a Christian reads that and thinks that we're saved by faith and works and that uh, works is a part of our salvation. We know that as you go through the doctrine of justification in the book of Romans and also in the book of Galatians, um, that uh, the Scripture tells us that there's um, uh, no means of the law that will save us. In other words, that we're saved by faith alone. We're justified freely uh, by faith, as Paul would write in Romans ch chapter 3. And it's imp important for us to understand that, that Jesus did the work on Calvary's cross uh, as he cried out, it is finished. And he 
has provided salvation. Uh, so it, we're not saved by works. We're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ. And we need to always uh, keep that in mind because there will be those who will come along and they will say that, well, you have to do this. You have to be baptized. You have to worship on this day. You have to do certain things in order uh, to uh, be justified, to be saved. And um, and as Paul writes, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, in Galatians, he says, there's no works of the law that will justify man. It's by faith alone. James comes along, and he says that faith without works is dead. And what James is saying in that is that he is saying that um, that works is going to be the evidence of faith. Paul comes at it with the emphasis of the priority of faith. Faith alone saves you, but then James comes along in chapter 2, and I'll read it to you, uh, because I think there can be a lot of confusion in this, that James comes along, he starts writing about um, that faith without works is dead, and he writes in verse 18 of the chapter, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. And I think that's a real key in that chapter. He says, listen, I'll show you that my faith is alive and that it's living and that it's real. And here's the thing. We have a living faith as we come to Jesus Christ. It's not a dead faith, but it's a living faith. And he says, I'll show you my faith by my works. And he goes on and he writes in verse 22, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? Talking about Abraham, and by works faith was made perfect. And he quotes that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. So he's talking about that works is going to be the evidence. It's going to show that truly that your faith is real, that your faith is alive. And uh, it doesn't mean that our works are going to be perfect by no means. But what it does mean is that uh, your faith is uh, alive and it's a working faith. And so they're just coming at it at a different angle with the same conclusion. So hopefully that helps. Appreciate your text question in that. Uh, keep those text questions coming in. i uh, love to be able to answer those text questions. So give me a call, and uh, we'll um, answer your questions the best that we can from God's Word. The number again is 303-690-3000. Let's go to Francis in Denver. Francis? Hello. How are you today? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Good. How are you? I am good. Um, um, I have a, a prayer request and a praise report. Okay. Um, about seven or eight years ago, I had major surgery, and I was prescribed oxycodone as a pain reliever, and I've been on that drug since that time. Okay. But listening to the pastors on Grace FM and how, and they would talk about if you used drugs, and I don't only use it as, you know, a prescription, I didn't abuse it, but I uh-huh. just felt the Lord convicting me of this painkiller. Okay. So Sunday, I quit taking them, and I would like prayer, but I really don't feel any pain. I mean, nothing that Tylenol can't handle, and I've had a some withdrawal, but nothing serious, and I want to mm-hmm. praise God for that, yeah, but I would abs- like prayer, and I feel like I've come over a huge hurdle in mm-hmm. my walk with the Lord. Yeah, and and God is so good, and we're, you know, continue to pray and continue to seek Him, and 
you know, these are things that, that um, come into your life, great pain, and some of those pain medications can be very addictive, and, and I've never had to deal with that, but it, it can be a struggle. Um, and so, you know, we praise God for the work that he's doing and will continue to do so. You keep looking to him, and don't be afraid to talk to your doctors uh, about, you know, um, where you can go from here, but it's what you're telling is the uh, Tylenol is working right now. So, Father, I just pray for Frances. I just pray that she feels like she's gone over a big hurdle. It's been a step of faith for her where she's being led. And, Lord, I pray that you would um, just continue to just bring healing to her. Pain can be so um, so difficult and hard and um, such a struggle and um, to just make it through the day. And I pray that you would help her with that. And <clears throat> it's a conviction that you brought to her. And she's stepping out in faith. I pray that you would just help her day by day and moment by moment to just have relief, to have healing, touch her, to be able to um, to be able to, uh, as she desires, uh, to to get off some of those medications, but to get good counsel from her doctor. And Lord, I just pray that you would work in every way, just confirming what you're doing in her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Francis, thank you. Give give glory to God. You know, he, he desires to, to do something. Yeah, such a wonderful work in our lives. So thanks for calling in. We're going to continue to pray. Keep in touch with us. Let us know how it's going. Okay, I will. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Bye-bye. What a blessing. Bye-bye. What a blessing when God is working in our lives in so many different ways. And he desires to work. He desires to show himself strong on our behalf. And I love the prayer of Paul in, in Ephesians chapter 3 when he sees, says that the Lord wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think and hope. And the Lord is so good. And sometimes we don't always understand what he's doing in our lives, but we can stand on his promises and we can look to him and trust him and know that he loves us and, and know that he desires uh, to work in our lives for good. Um, give us a call. We got open lines, 303-690-3000. I know we're kind of in the middle of summer. Uh, it's hot outside, probably everywhere. Uh, and so uh, if you're out there listening, love to be able to talk with you and converse with you as we talk about the things of the Lord. If you need prayer, uh, just as Francis called with prayer, and um, I know that some of you out there listening, you need prayer. Don't be afraid to call in and pray. You got people joining in and praying together and would love to hear from you um, as we have today's program. So also, Hope FM listeners, you can call it this number as well, 303-690-3000. I just want to encourage you that as we find ourselves in summer and as we get busy and stuff, that here at Calvary Chapel, Greeley, we have a Wednesday night service. Sometimes that's a great option for you if you're camping on the weekends or, or all the activities that happen or maybe we live in a society where people are working on weekends and things like that but would love to be able to minister to you during the week and for you to continue to be in fellowship so Wednesday nights we're in the Song of Solomon it's a wonderful book wonderful study and the Song of Solomon we're kind of coming at it is that it speaks of uh, how we can have closeness and intimacy and uh, with the Lord that fellowship with him he's our bridegroom we're the bride of Christ and of course Song of Solomon is not often taught on. Oftentimes it, it is um, 
you know, ignored. Uh, it's not quoted in the New Testament. God is not mentioned. It's this opera, it's this play. Uh, and you have three main speakers. You have the Shulamite, a maiden, uh, who meets the beloved, who ends up being Solomon the king. And then you have the course of the daughters of Jerusalem. And uh, so it's a wonderful play that it speaks of, again, just the love that the Lord has for us, and that's the way we're coming at it. So come join us. I think you'll be greatly encouraged. It's kind of interesting. Some really good Bible teachers uh, over you know the history of the church uh, really saw Song of Solomon as one of their favorite books, and then even... Uh, you know, the ancient rabbis elevated it because they believe it spoke of God's love for Israel, you know. Um, and so come and join us. We'd love to have you come out. We have children's ministry. We have nursery. We have youth groups that meet. And so um, love to be able to meet you on Wednesday night as we study God's Word together. Let's go to Ron in Denver. Ron? Are you with us, Ron? Yes, hey. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good. What can we do for you? Um, what can I do? Um, so I just, you know, I've been listening to the radio quite a bit, and I've been listening to these, um, to these uh, four o'clock prayer prayer request things, and I just, uh-huh. I have this issue, and I have temptation, and I always give in to temptation, and I can't seem to, can't seem to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And yeah, it can, and is there something go, that you know? Because I pray about it a lot, you know, and it just I just seem to give into it, and I just have no idea. I'm just kind of lost on what to do. You know what I mean? Well, and that temptation is there. There's here's where the battle is, um, Ron. And you probably know this: the battles with the flesh. Um, the flesh rears its ugly head. Um, the temptation comes from the enemy. He. Yeah. He, he'll bring that temptation to you, and then the temptation also comes from the world. Those are the three things that we battle, world, the enemy, the flesh. And and so there's a couple things. Number one is um, when you were talking, I was thinking about um, you know Jesus when he was in the garden. Uh, he went to pray, and the disciples fell asleep. And um, he said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, couldn't you pray for one hour unless you fall into temptation? So it's really important that you be about the things of the Spirit. And one is praying like what you are, to continually be in prayer. Uh, the second thing is to uh, be uh, putting on the whole armor of God, as uh, Ephesians chapter 6 says, because the enemy comes, uh, the, the scheming of the enemy, the wiles of the enemy, that we may be able to resist him. So that's a good study to go through the whole armor of God, you know, um, to, and be able to put that on. Because here's the thing, Ron, it's a battle every single day. It's not a playground for us Christians. It's a battleground. And the temptations will be out there. And what we need to do is make sure that we have the whole armor of God, that we're having our devotions in the morning, that we are praying, that we are seeking Him, continuing in the Word of God, and uh, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, putting you know all those pieces of armor, the helmet of salvation that you can go through. And when we do battle with the enemy, you know he's, he, you know you can't stop and say, well, Mister Devil, can we stop because I kind of forgot to put on my helmet of salvation today, my breastplate of righteousness. Can can I go back and do it? He, he's looking to lop your head off. 
So putting on the whole armor of God because of the battle that is there, and you go through those pieces, and a lot of it has to do with standing on the promises of God, um, continuing to grow in faith because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, uh, having the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you know, those kinds of things. And then the other thing, too, is getting rid of those things in our lives that may bring that temptation. Um, there is, you know, certain things that perhaps that we look on, that we have in our homes, uh, that perhaps places that we go to that do not help at all with the, you know, um, temptation. Matter of fact, it just brings the temptation. So for your case wrong, you know, make sure that um, that you're in a place of safety, that you continue to be in a place of fellowship. And I think what really helps is being with other brothers, you know, if there's uh, relationships that you have with them, uh, to be in a good Bible-believing church, um, those kinds of things to keep seeking the Lord. And um, Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And he's not talking about mutilation. He's talking about deal with it radically. And then, oh, yeah, totally. yeah. To, to be in prayer and fasting. And Isaiah talks about how we fast. It helps us with the fleshly things. So those are all things that um, you can do that help with the temptations that come your way. But I think a lot of it has to do is is for, for me or for a lot of people and guys that I talk to is that temptation. We've just got to kind of protect our hearts, what we look at, what we're listening to, and be in that place where we're hearing the Word of God washing ourselves with the Word of God, as, as Jesus said, you're clean by the words that I give to you. Uh, uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 119, how can a young man uh, cleanse his ways by heeding the Word of God? You know, uh, those kinds of things. And just keep taking in the Word of God, renewing your mind. Romans chapter 12, those verses come to me, um, that uh, not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, you know, and a lot of times the temptation, we fall into it because, um, you know, we're not putting up those safeguards. We're not staying away from those places. We're not, you know, dealing with, you know, the temptation in a way that we well, need to just by, get rid of it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But by temptation, I mean, like, anger, like, um, those are struggles. anger, anxiety, and just unable yeah. to necessarily control myself to a certain extent. And you... You get what I mean? Yeah, and, and and again, you know, dealing with the anger, um, Paul says, be angry and do not sin. Um, don't give place to the devil, you know, um, and and because that anger he'll take and he'll run with it. And um, the, um, you know, anxiety and things like that. And again, some of those things are are very much, um, important for you to take heed to where you're just washing yourself with the water of the word, praying. Philippians 4 says, Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And, oh, yeah. and, I, and I think, yeah, and I think, Ron, that um, just continually being in prayer, you know, asking the Lord to help because it is the work in the Spirit. And um, Galatians talks about walking the Spirit, you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. And he goes and he talks about the works of the flesh, being anger and all of that. And so just a complete dependency upon the Lord and going to him and growing in the Scriptures and letting him do that work in your life. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, and you know, and you, you probably know this, Ron. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I wish this. I think this is a Christian Lord. Why didn't you just give me ten steps on this? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, because I deal with being anxious. I can be anxious too, Ron, or I get upset, or to teach me to be the husband that you called me to be. He's what he says is, you look to me and depend on me, and it's a work of the Spirit. And um, and that's a lot of it. It's just, Lord, I need you, and I need to continually be looking to you and praying to you. So I'd love to pray with you if I can. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ron, for calling. Father, I, I thank you for Ron's call and just an honesty of his heart. He's saying, you know, I deal with these things and struggles of the flesh or whatever it may be that— you know, attitudes, anger, whatever, getting anxious. When you've called us not to be anxious, you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. But Lord, um, I pray that you just help him and that um, you would fill him right now with your Holy Spirit to empower him to live that life um, the way that you desire for him to live. And I pray that um, he would renew his mind as you write uh, in your word uh, through Paul uh, in Romans chapter 12, that uh, we are to be ones that we renew our minds um, and not be conformed to the world, but transform by doing that, to have the mind of Christ, as Paul writes about in the book of Philippians. And so, Lord, we do struggle, uh, all of us, and I pray that you just help Ron and just empower him, enable him to live that life after you, to just... Um, just renew his mind in the things of Christ and um, and just help him have that peace of God that passes understanding in all things. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron, thanks for, thanks for calling. We'll be praying for you, all right? Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it for everything. Yeah. Thank you for everything. I really like this radio thing. Good, very good, good. Thanks, thank Ron. You. See you, thank brother. You, have a good day. Let's go to Bambi in Westminster. Good afternoon. Bambi, how are you, Bambi? I'm really good, thank you. Um, The purpose of my call today is I just heard Francis talking about taking the oxycodone. I actually took it from 2000 through 2016, so 16 years. I suffered from chronic pain. And I decided I wanted to get off of the medicine, and I, I think... Of all the things that I'm going to say today, two things are really important. Have faith, it works, and to not to not just stop taking that medicine. You have to step off of it. You can't just stop, which is could be very dangerous for her. Okay. You do understand what I'm saying? You just can't yeah, stop and, taking a prescription like that. Right. And one of the things, like I told her, just make sure to you know, it'd be good for her to talk to her doctor about that. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm here to tell you um, there were several scriptures that come to mind, but the one thing that I remember was the Thorn and Paul side. You know, <laughs> my faith, yeah. my, my grace is sufficient. So, you know, tyl- extra strength Tylenol works really well, and when it gets really bad, you can't be in pain if you're reading the Word. Yeah, and, you Very know, Paul did have that. 
Yeah, that thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what that was, if it was a physical pain or was he talking about those coming against him. But whatever it was, most suggest that it was um, a physical pain. But, you know, to keep praying, keep seeking uh, good uh, medical advice and uh, and have the Lord work. So I appreciate your call, Bambi. Not uh, a problem, and I thank you for your time. Have a great day. Oh, you bet. You too. God bless bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. We're getting ready to go to break, so um, here, and then we'll be back after the break. But I'd love to talk with you, 303-690-3000. Give us a call. Let's talk about the Scriptures. Let's talk about the things of the Lord and uh, and point to Scripture to help us. Uh, Call in with prayer requests. Love to be able to pray with you. So we'll be back in just a little bit. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back to Calvary Live for the second half of the show. I am Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'd love to take your calls and answer your questions. We have open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. I'd love to pray with you as well as you have prayer requests, and uh, we've been doing that, and uh, all of us need prayer. And uh, so if you're listening, I know that it's summertime and it's hot outside, uh, but take a moment and call in. Maybe you've been wanting to call in for a while, and as the phone lines are kind of quiet, and sometimes they are during the month of July, um, and um, you have opportunities to call in and grab one of those open lines uh, and ask that question that perhaps you've been wanting to for a while, 303-690-3000. Just want to take a moment to let you know that on Sunday mornings, we are here at Calvary Chapel Grilling going through Luke's Gospel. And so we have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And all three services, we have children's ministry, and we have middle schoolers at the 9.30 and 11 o'clock that meet. So we'd love to be able to have you come out and join us and worship with us and have the the privilege and opportunity to be able to serve you. So Calvary Chapel Greeley, we're easy to find. Our website is calvarychapelgreeley.com, and uh, you can uh, listen to the teachings. You can uh, look at all the different ministries that take place. We've got a very dynamic children's ministry a uh, wonderful, uh, you know, nursery uh, place where your kids can be safe uh, and ministered to. Uh, very dynamic youth group. God's just doing some great things here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and uh, we'd love to be able to have you join us and uh, bring a friend with you. And one of the things that we emphasize is that we emphasize the teaching of the Word of God. So that's what we need. Um, let's go to Joe in Loveland uh, on line one. Joe. Hi Jeff, how you doing? Good. How are you? Um, good, good. I uh, I went out on a date after a divorce, and that's kind of okay. why I'm calling. Okay. I um, I prayed before I went. I wanted God to go before me and clear the path and clear my head and all all the good that comes with that. And we hit it off. It was a good good outing, but she seems to want to move to the next level a little quick. So I was just curious as to 
how you deal with a situation like that. I don't want her to run away, but at the same time, I really want to follow what God has put down in the Word and and do it right, do a do the right relationship, you know. Right, and I think that is important because Joe, first of all, you're the one that's going to lead in any kind of relationship, um, and that's very important. Uh, one of the chapters of of the scripture that you may be familiar with um, is First uh, Corinthians chapter seven uh, that talks about marriage and divorce and remarriage and and also the state of being single. Um, one of the things is that you need to pray about is Lord. Uh, right now, I'm in the state of being single, and and do you want me to remain in that state? Um, and you're free to serve the Lord more. So that mm-hmm. is all I'm saying is something that you want to pray through, but also to be able to, um, you know, to take your time in getting to know somebody, because what's one of the characteristics of love in First Corinthians 13? It's patience, and sometimes right. in relationships. Uh, Couples getting to know each other uh, can really um, get in a hurry, um, can really get in a rush. Um, and I'm not saying this is the case, but you both need to be ready if there is you're going to progress further. You went on a date um, and you said it went fine, but um, what I'm understanding is just one date. And um, so to get to know each other, and to also get to get to know her spiritually, you know, where she at spiritually, because that really is the priority. Um, you know, one of the things, Joe, that I um, tell people is that in Acts chapter 20, and this may not make sense when I first tell you this, but over, you know, as I explain it, hopefully it will. Paul the Apostle, when he was writing to the Ephesian elders, he said, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons? and how I presented the gospel, and went house to house, even though I was being persecuted. But what he was saying was that even during all that time, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. That's what the King James says. And I always give that advice of when you're getting to know somebody in a relationship, you know, it it takes some seasons, you know. Don't rush it. You know what manner of man or what woman I was in those different seasons, because at first— it can be really great and super, and you're excited, but over time is where you get really to know each other. So don't be afraid to take that time, and don't be afraid to really start establishing a relationship where right now, Joe, you treat her as a sister in the Lord and um, and pray with her. And, you know, my suggestions, and, and this is me because I got two daughters, is— you know, you sh- you should be going to church together. You know, I I think the best advice, and and I know some of you out there listening are going to say, man, that's just that's just too much or weird or whatever, is that your first date should be in church. You know, coming to church together and studying the Word of God and and connecting on that level, and and that's not a, you know, something that you have to do, but take your time in getting to know her and praying about it and praying with her. So. Is any of that making sense, or am I just babbling? <laughs> no, it does. It's perfect sense, and that's why I was calling. Cause, you know, when I got divorced and went through that hard time, the, the, my main focus and what lifted me up was that scripture you quoted where I was able to serve the Lord more, and I've been running towards him ever since. 
So I would. Re- that's that's perfect because she wants to get together this weekend. I was trying to figure it out, and I would love to take her to church and grow cro- closer. That's that's exactly what I needed to hear, Pastor. I appreciate it. Yeah, and here's the thing, Joe. Too is you need to pray about that state. You need to pray through First Corinthians chapter seven, where it talks about also. But you know, if if one departs, let him remain unmarried or be reconciled to. Their husband. I don't know your situation or anything like that, but those are all things to really be in prayer, seeking the Lord about, you know. And and sometimes I think in the church, and I'm not saying it's the case with you, Joe, but those who are listening out there, that the biggest thing that I think being single that uh, single people deal with is loneliness, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes we even in the church can look at those who are single as um, something's wrong or it's not a good state. The Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing, that being married is a good thing, and also being single is a good thing. So we don't want to forget that part as well. And that's what Paul is explaining in chapter 7. He says, listen, that, you know, remain as I am, single. Um, But if you burn with passion, it's better that you get married. But when you're single, you can focus on really growing in the Lord and serving the Lord. And if that's the season that the Lord has you be in right now, then, you know, be obedient to him. But it's just taking the leading of the Lord and praying through all these things and really seeking him. And then also, as you develop a relationship with somebody, um, that you be praying with them as well. Because one of the things, Joe, that I ask Couples that come in and they want to do premarital counseling, I ask them, why do you want to get married? And a lot of times it's because particularly those who are younger, well, we love each other, we, we you know, get along, we uh, talk real well, you know, all kinds of reasons. And what I'm looking for and wanting to hear is that we have sought God together and we have prayed about this and we feel like this is God's will for our lives. That's what I'm listening for, and that's what I'm, you know, desiring for them to really uh, hone in on is that, is this God's will for your life? So he's going to direct you and guide you in this and um, and for you to pray through these things. And I'd love to pray with you right now. I would love that. I appreciate it. Yeah, Joe. Father, I pray for Joe as, as he's um, dated um, a, a young lady and Lord, you know the situation, but Lord, I pray that you would guide him and speak to him and minister to him. And um, is he to remain in the single state? Is he continue to move forward in this relationship that um, you have, um, Lord, to all these considerations? And Lord, I pray that you would speak to him and, and give him a peace that rules in his heart, that he would do what he senses is your will for his life. And also, if anybody else is involved in that, um, so, Lord, I just pray that you would show Joe very clearly, and um, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You bet, Joe. We'll keep praying for you, right? Thank you. God bless you, Calvary. You got to do it on the radio. It's awesome. Thank you, you so much. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Always be praying about it, you know. And you, I know many of you that are out there listening, perhaps you're dating, perhaps you're uh, in a relationship, seek the Lord. What is it His will for your life? And being married is a good thing, but also for you who are single, I want to encourage you that I know that loneliness can be a, a big struggle and stuff. And um, and but also know that 
the Bible says that being single is a good state as well. And uh, don't you know let anybody in the church look down on you about it or feel sorry for you. Use it to where you can focus on the Lord and grow in the Lord and be serving the Lord. And you're going to see that he's going to bless you. Well, let's go to Anita and Parker. Hi, Anita? how are you, Pastor Jeff? Good, how are you? I'm wonderful, and uh, like the last caller, um, I can't tell you the blessings that I get from listening to the radio station. It's just um, it's so amazing how some days when I'm listening to it, God reveals things that I've had in my mind. But the main reason for my call today is a few weeks ago, um, or a couple weeks ago, there was a pastor on that, well, actually, I think it was our Sunday, but there's a pastor that was saying that when we get to heaven, we're going to be shocked to see Jesus because his face is going to be very marred and, and his body is going to still bear all of the effects of the crucifixion. And this this kind of stunned me because I've always believed that when you get to heaven, that, uh, you know, I know that when... Um, you know, when we go to heaven, we have heavenly bodies. So could you just comment on that and maybe point me to any scripture that might say otherwise? Yeah, I think that's a good question, Anita. Um, because when we look at scripture, we know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get our new heavenly bodies at the um, rapture of the church, the resurrection. But mm-hmm. as far as... Um, you know, that verse in Second Corinthians chapter 5 that says we're going to be present with the Lord. He is, I believe, going to be the first thing that we see. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear the jokes about the pearly gates yeah. and Peter and all of this. Um, but what I really believe is that to be absent from the body immediately in the presence of the Lord. Now, you're asking, um, you know, about uh, Jesus who bears those marks of the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, in, in Revelation chapter 1, John the Revelator, he sees the the glorified, resurrected Christ, and he describes him. He says that uh, his head was hair was white like wool, white as snow. His eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass as refined in a furnace. His voice like the sound of many waters. And uh, he talks about how he had um, the seven stars in his right hand and this standing in the midst of seven golden lampstands. So you see that vision that John has of the resurrected, glorified Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. But what you heard on Sunday is in Revelation chapters 4 and 5, when the church, I believe it's the scene, the church that is there in Revelation chapter 5, singing that new song, okay? Mm -hmm. And there is one, John is weeping uh, in chapter 5. Um, he says um, that he's weeping because no one was worthy to open the scroll and loose its seal. No one in heaven or, or on earth was, or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. That's chapter 5, verse 3. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the score, scroll or to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 5, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seal. And behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. So here John is seeing the Jesus 
there's only one lamb that mm-hmm. had been slain, and that's Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. he's seeing Jesus that bears his marks. And then later in the chapter, you see that um, the uh, new song, you were worthy to take the scroll mm-hmm. and open his seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood mm-hmm. of every tribe, tongue, people, and nations. Uh-huh. I believe that is the church um, that is being spoken of, uh, Anita, because um, it's not the church of Israel uh, or the song of Israel. It's not the song of the angels. It's the song of the church out of every tribe, tongues, people, and nation. Mm-hmm. And so there are some that say, are we going to see the resurrected, glorified Lord, or are we going to see Jesus um, that is uh, the lamb is, that has been slain? And that's what John saw in Revelation chapter 5. So very well could be that we're going to see the marks that he bears. You know, I heard one commentator say that everything is going to be perfect in heaven except the marks that Jesus uh, bears, um, you know, and going to the cross. And it's going to be a reminder how he has redeemed us to God by his blood. So mm-hmm. that's what I have mm-hmm. for you. Those that's are some interesting. Of the I mean, I've, yeah. I've read Revelations, you know, many times, but that I guess I had just never understood that. So there is a possibility that when we see Jesus Christ, it's not going to be in a, in a beautiful, glorified body, um, that he very well could be bearing the marks yeah. of crucif- crucifixion. And that's... That's what's seen in chapter 5. Okay. And um, then you go to chapter 19, mm-hmm. and you see when he comes back, and guess who's going to come back with him? Jesus Christ. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be you and me. Oh, I, okay. So you read that description. It doesn't really talk about so much his, his physical, but it says he's clothed in fine linen, um, and out of his mouth goes a, sh- a sharp sword. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. Um, he had a name written no one knew except himself. His clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Mm-hmm. His name is the Word of God. So you have that description that is there. He's coming in great power and glory. Mm-hmm. So that's what the world's going to see. So right. we're going to find out. But I think that yeah. Revelation chapter 5 is the one who had been slain. It's just a reminder of the incredible work that Jesus did. And, and I believe we're going to just marvel for all eternity mm-hmm. at the incredible grace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Yes, yeah. I, re- I just read that along with you, and it's... Um, yeah, pretty amazing. It's huh? just, it's just um, so awe-inspiring. That it is. Our and Savior, that's our future. Yeah, well, yeah. and then he died for us, and, yeah, and, exactly. um, and I'm in my Bible study, women's Bible study, um, that we're going through the book of Ephesians and just looking at the different scriptures that, that show how much God loves us and, and what we, what the blessings we can receive from him. I just, I just uh, ask you to pray for me. I, I ask that, um, I mean, my prayer every day is that I would be a light to the world. And I feel like one of the gifts that God has given me is witnessing to others and, um, I feel that God puts people in my life um, for a reason, and there's been many times I've been op- had the opportunity to talk to strangers about the Lord and whether they have a church home and everything. And I've just uh, so I have so just so filled with um, thanksgiving that that you know God has 
blessed me with this, and that, um, and that's my my prayer request is that I just am able to always walk in God's will and be able to witness to others, and that uh, He would put words in my mouth. Um, I'm not very good about remembering Scripture, but that He would He would re, you know, renew me with words from Him that would help me to witness to others. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking when you were talking about your study in Ephesians, I want to encourage you with Ephesians chapter 2. You know, Ephesians takes us up into the heavenlies and, you, you know, right. the spiritual blessings, and that's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage you uh, because God does want to use you. Um, in chapter 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good mm-hmm. works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And that word workmanship, I don't know if you've gotten that far in your study, it's the Greek word poem, where we get our English word poem. Mm. And, you know, we're his poem, his work. I love that, Mm. that he desires to use you, Anita. And in the prayer of Paul in chapter 3, that to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. I, I find that interesting, to know the love of Christ, but you really can't because it passes knowledge. Right. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God and to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So, Father, I pray for mm-hmm. Anita. What a beautiful sister that just desires to know your word. Just amazed at your incredible grace. Uh, we all should be. The spiritual blessings that are ours, and she desires to be used by you to be a light to others, to um, just be able to give the gospel. She is your poem. Mm. And I pray that you would just, that masterpiece, that you, uh, work that you want to do in her, that you've ordained, even prepared beforehand, that she should walk in them. And she would be encouraged. And even as Paul would write in the book of Philippians, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work will bring it to completion. Mm. That you would do that with Anita. That you would guide her day by day. That she would have a divine appointments to those who need to hear truth. To continue to give the love and the truth and the light of Jesus Christ. And just pray that you would use her in a powerful way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And and again, you guys are such a blessing to everyone that listens to you. And I just, um, I couldn't get through my day without you guys. And I pray for all the radio stations that are um, going forth, that uh, they're touching many in the world, as God would have it. So you you have a very blessed week. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you. Let's go to Bianca. How are you doing, Pastor Jeff? Good, Bianca. How's your summer going? Not really good, honestly. Okay. We'd love to pray with you. I just need a lot of prayer because I've just been going through a lot of things recently. I've been going through some health issues and then spiritual warfare, which maybe the health issues may be part of it, but I can't be sure. But I also know that some of the things I have to admit that I've been being too much in the flesh and maybe the Lord's trying to teach me a lesson, but but at least I'm admitting to it, and 
and mm-hmm. I just need some prayer for yeah. for everything. Yeah, and Father, I pray for Bianca. Lord, it's been hard. It's just been a tough season. And Lord, I, I pray that she goes through this season, she would look to you. And Lord, that you would help her. She's got health issues, a lot of spiritual warfare, I'm sure, discouragement. And Lord, maybe even confusion at times. And, and Father, I just pray that she would just rest in your love and stand on your promises. She would know that you care for her and she can cast her cares upon you. And Lord, that you desire to finish a work that you've begun in Bianca. And Lord, that she is valuable to you. She's like a treasure. She's like a a pearl of great price. And Lord, that she would never forget about your love. And you desire to work in her life. So Lord, I pray that you bring the comfort that she needs. That you bring the um, encouragement, the strength. Help her with her health problems. Lord, I just pray that uh, you would make her strong in you. And Lord, that uh, she would just um, look to you as she renews her minds um, and as she looks to you for you to show yourself strong on her behalf. So Lord, I just pray you bless my sister here. And Lord, that she would um, hang up the phone knowing that you are with her and she can cry out to you. You'll never leave her or forsake her. And that you are going to be faithful to her. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. You are welcome a lot, Bianca. The Lord loves mm-hmm. you. Hang on to him, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll okay, talk to you bye. soon. Bye-bye. Well, we got a little bit of time left. I want to go to Preston in Baltimore. Preston? Yes, Hi. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. You bet. What can we do for you? Hey, I wanted to, uh, what do you think about a Jewish man who has the ear of the president, who who has the ear of the most influential, powerful man in the world? Do you, do you think God is in on that? Uh, you know, when you look at the Bible, you, you, you see so many similar situations. Right. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what you said. God can use anybody for his purposes. I mean, he even used a donkey, didn't he, in the Old Testament, um, in the book of Numbers. Um, so he can use them, and um, and he'll place. It's interesting, and that's why it brings up a couple points. Number one, that we are to pray for the king, as Paul writes, or yeah, he writes in First Timothy. And, um, and we are to be praying for our leaders. So... We also know that God can put in place um, those around those leaders. He can put those who are dedicated to him, but also he can use others as well. And we see that God used others for his purposes in the Old Testament. You see um, that with Cyrus, um, who gave the decree for the Jews to come back into the land. Um, There's all kinds of different examples that are used in that. So, God can do that, and um, how God is working, how exactly he is doing that, I don't know. And um, But it is a possibility, and we have seen that in Scripture being used. Um, he used Pharaoh even. You remember in the book of uh, Genesis when uh, Joseph went up and he interpreted the dream, and then uh, Pharaoh said, you're going to be my prime minister. Uh, God was using Pharaoh in that way, and even 
um, Jacob and his family came into the land that they found favor. Sometimes we hear Bible teachers say, well, the children of Israel were in bondage for 400 years and in slavery. That's not exactly right. They, they were after the death of that Pharaoh, but at the beginning they had favor and, um, and they had the best of the land. And uh, it's when the pharaohs changed and they began to multiply that the pharaoh looked at and said, you know, hey, uh, these guys are multiplying. we got to put them in slavery. So um, he can do that. And um, and um, it's kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? Uh, yes, sir. And, and what God is doing. So hopefully that answers your question because I think you hit it right on the nail on the head when you said that you see it in Scripture. And um, But, uh, you know, one of the things, Preston, that I pray for is that our president has godly influence and yes. uh, men of faith, men of the word uh, that will surround him. And one of the things in my own prayer life, and maybe this would be a good way to end the show because we're going to go off the air here in just a minute, is to really pray for our president and to pray for our nation. So, Father, I thank you for Preston calling all the way from Baltimore. And I pray that you would, Lord, for our president, um, that he would have um, godly advice, that there be godly men around him um, and that would um, speak to him. And, Lord, I pray that he would humble himself and that he would hear your word, and as a nation we would do that, and we would turn back to you, Lord. And I pray for our leaders that there there be a great awakening and there be revival that would happen in the turning to you because we need you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Preston, thanks for calling in. You hear the music. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.